Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, I talk to my friend Chris, and we talk about dating and anxiety. We're both on all these dating apps. We're both single. So we talk about the bad dates we've been on, the stress that those dates bring us, and what we're thinking inside our heads. And then we sort of talk about the pressure to find a mate. And uh, we recorded this episode in Boston, and we talk about resources for the LGBTQ plus community in Boston, in particular the bisexual community. You can go to byresource.org, B-I-resource.org, to find meetups in the Boston area or whatever area you're in. And anyway, uh, this was a great conversation with Chris, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, we're back now. It's anxious as fucking here. Yep. I just made you more anxious by the fact that My I God. I was like, are we ever going to record up? this thing? So because you won't get the first half of this, we had to re-record this because Chris <laughs> didn't turn his microphone on and be like an idiot who's like, you know, podcast newbie. Like, I'm like, oh, why aren't there any fucking levels? <laughs> like, can I hear anything? I oh. was like, how do you work this thing? This we is let a microphone? 10 whole minutes go by without realizing that there was no microphone on i'm confident that we can re- recreate an even better 10 minutes. <laughs> so if it sounds fake this time around y'all anyway this is chris <laughs> this is my friend chris Hi. he's here we went to college together Woo. he's a anxious dater yes we're in anxious daters anonymous together <laughs> ada that should be a thing you know i would go <laughs> Those meetings would be incredible. So uh, we were starting out the first version of this with uh, <laughs> talking about dating apps yeah. and uh, our experiences on them. I think it's interesting that all of the apps are so different in their yeah. like functionality. But they do the same thing. Right. There's still some swiping involved, right? Yeah. In each of them. It's interesting. Like When I started doing OkCupid, there was no swiping at all. And it was more of just like, I feel like it went from searching for people and like putting in, I mean, you still put in all your preferences and stuff like that. But now it's a lot more, I feel like, random swiping. And there's so many people that do it. And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest problems is like... Also, too, like, my friend and I had this joke on Tinder, like, that people just swipe right for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then if they get a match, we're like, oh, it's a match. Right. Like, duh, no shit. Like, of course it is. And then nobody... <laughs> Someone else is going to swipe right yeah, at some point. At some point. And then they just start seeing who likes them. And then nobody messages the other person. Yeah. And I get that it's two to tango and, like, I should also be doing the messaging if that's, if that's the same regard. But, like... Mm. Sometimes you just want someone to message you. Yeah, totally. You, you just want to feel like you're attractive and that like somebody exactly. else finds you that way. Right. Do you feel that at all? Um, so it's interesting. I started and I haven't finished it, but <laughs> I started like writing a piece about oh, a think piece. I yeah, see. Yeah, and I, I was gonna title it "Why doesn't anyone like me?" And the like would be in quotes because I would I would find that I would like a lot of people, but I wouldn't get liked back, and so that was like the hardest part for me is because. When you're not getting liked back, you can't message people and then they're not messaging you. And when you go on, like when you have stretches where that's not happening, it just feels like, you know, why am I even on here? And like, do, like what's wrong about my profile? What's wrong about me? Like, so I feel like that's where a lot of my stress comes from. Have you redone your profile at all? Like multiple so times? So many or? times. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Like 
a zillion reiterations yeah. and I've had other people mm-hmm. make it for me. Yeah. You know, or like, I'm like, what if, what if you say stuff about me? <laughs> then I had my friend like write it and I was like, no, no, no. It just sounds like you wrote it now. It doesn't even sound like right. me. And I'm like, I wouldn't talk like that. And then I'm just giving somebody a false impression. Yeah. But I feel like that's a lot of people do that. Cause even, and I don't know if you've had this experience too, but I've gone on dates where people presented themselves a certain way on their profile and you get in person and you're like, you are not anything like what you put on your profile. And that's what I don't. And I'm like, what if I'm that person? Yeah. It's kind of feels like a game sometimes. It's like if you want to be a player in the game, like you have to play like the other people that are out there, which, yeah. is, which stinks. Like it shouldn't be that way. Like I said, I just want a man to fall into my lap. Yeah. Like I don't want to have all this for those who don't know i'm not a big animal person don't hate me but that's just who i am as a human i don't like other humans and you, i don't like you animals do you, Sarah. thank you so much <laughs> support is strong um and so i went out with a guy that basically was like at the end, he's now put in his profile or at least last i saw it you know pretty quickly after we stopped you know the date that we stopped seeing each other on like <laughs> He put in his profile, like, deal breaker if you don't like dogs. Uh, like Interesting. I was like, yes, I've influenced someone <laughs> to, like, change their shit. Yeah. Like, he's like, um, you're not liking dogs is the deal breaker for me. Wow. And I'm like, um, you being a piece of shit is the deal breaker for me, so. <laughs> you're an asshole. And I was like, you're really boring. I don't boring. know who you are, but I don't like you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you're really boring, and you just, like, don't stop talking, and, like, I'm supposed to do all the talking, and you're not supposed to do all the talking, so... <laughs> That doesn't make for a good time. <laughs> no, I'm just like, or someone, uh, I mean, and I get it because part of my anxiety on dates is uh, thinking while they are speaking of what my next response is. Yeah. And not, I'm completely guilty of not paying attention to the other person because I'm right. so in it. So I get that and like nervous babbling, and it's especially on a first date. Yeah. But like, I can't seem to get my head out of like, oh God. How do I look? Do I look interested? Mm. Oh, God, I look like I'm bored. Maybe I should <laughs> fold my arms. Oh, God, that's too angry. Right. Oh, God. And then, oh, oh no, is he seeing me cross my legs under the table? Is that too angry? Yeah. Are we seeming, like, too closed off? Okay, what if I, no, if I don't spread them out? Like, <laughs> there's just this, like, internal monologue yeah. of, like, oh, God, do I sound interesting? Am I going to be, like, what my profile says? Mm. Uh, and, like, does this person, are they attracted to me? Like, why are they here? What's their motive? Right. You know? Yeah. I feel like I do that before the date. Like, I do it less. I mean, I get really stressed out mid-date. Like, if it's not going well and, like, there's awkward pauses and stuff like that. But I do what you were just describing, like, before I even get there. And I will, like, in my head, imagine the conversations that we're having. Oh, God. Which is so bad because then I'm, like, setting myself up to fail almost. Because I'm just, like, taking the subway, like to a date and by the time I get there I have these like expectations in my head and then if I if it doesn't meet those expectations or it goes differently than what I was picturing then I feel like it causes me more stress and I get nervous like the second I get there and then I leave and I'm like well that was not that great <laughs> see like I if I do if I, I've never been in that like psych up before a date mm. thing or maybe I was early on when I started dating maybe in college or something right. but now it's like I'm trying to psych myself up like a sports player. <laughs> like, all right, you got this. You got this. You're going in. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. What's going to love you? No regrets. Yeah. No turning back. No, but then when you then then all that stuff happens when I'm sitting in it and I'm yeah. like forced to be like, oh, I can't play that. I'm not freaking out right now. 
And especially when you sense it going south. Yeah. That's more likely than not. It's, it's a tough going moment. south. <laughs> it's a tough moment. What happens to you in that moment when you know it goes south? Do you like plan to stick around on the date, finish it out, or do you have that impulse to just be like, I have to go wash my hair? I mean, I don't. I mean, have, you that. have any hair? I but... don't have any hair, so. <laughs> Which luckily, people listening can't see right now. Yeah. Um, he looks great, guys. He's in a full suit. I have a full head of hair. <laughs> Just picture it. Um, Get in the suit. I I feel like I'm not necessarily in the situation where I'm the one that is making that move, but I feel like I can always tell when the other person is like starting to get bored, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should just wrap this up because i can tell like they're not having a good time but recently i did have a date with someone where i was actually the one that was like oh my god get me out of here because <laughs> mm. it was so bad like it was just horrible not fun at all and i was like texting friends being like someone call me and like get me out of here <laughs> which i feel like is what not... happened that made it so bad well i mean we texted for probably like a week and a half leading up to it and i think through text it seemed like our personalities were meshing really well but you couldn't you can mesh really well with some with anyone through text and not have any idea what that connection is going to be like in person and so when we got to the date in person she just turned out to be someone completely different and her personality was like flat and boring and it kind of made me like wonder she just seemed so bored the whole time i was like why are you here like you can go be bored at home what are we doing here like are you just trying to like have dinner and like go out with someone and then just not see them again like i don't understand so then but have you so for me i've never like until recently like the last date i went on i think it was the first time i've ever done this where i've mm. not stayed the whole way through and mm. just left like i'm always the kind of person that will like be like all right cool dinner and movie like sign me up strap me in right let's go yeah. but now i'm like half hour tops if i see that it's going south mm. i'm out yeah, that's not a bad thing, though. I mean, I think because, like, you, I mean, you and I have been both been doing this for a while, you get to True. you get to know, like, your likes and dislikes, and, and I feel like you start to know, like, pretty early on, like, hmm, this isn't the one. <laughs> so I guess to get deeper, because here mm. we go. Um, so where do you think your anxiety stems from when you're going on dates? Uh, it's interesting. I was one of those people in high school where like I felt like I had to have a significant other and I don't know if that comes from a place of not having a lot of self-confidence or like feeling I, I need that companionship a lot of the time um and then I went through a breakup which you know most of the details of <laughs> and it was like a long-term relationship and I was like legitimately heartbroken and I was like here's someone that I was in love with and I felt like was in love with me and then all of a sudden it was over and so then I went like wheels start spinning in my head like well you know what could I do differently like what's wrong with me kind of thing and then I had a stretch where I was single I mean I've been single for six years now and like with online dating I do think it adds that stress of like when you're not successful at it you see a lot of other people meeting that way and it's like well why not me and I, I feel like I start to wonder, and I think you touched on it already, like, is this person even going to like me? Like, what, you know, what can I change to be better, you know, for all these people that aren't wanting to go out with me a first time or a second time? Like, I feel like my, my breakup experience was really what started to 
lead to me questioning a lot of things. And how do you feel about yourself now? Like, how do you see your own self-confidence? I think it's gotten a lot better, um, but it's taken a really long time. And I think I, I had people back then, like, tell me that it was going to take a really long time, but I didn't want to believe them. But I'm getting there. Because, like, that's what I'm trying to make is, like, to mm. be less anxious. Like, everyone keeps telling me, like, it's not about whether they like you. Like, you have to like them. Mm. And I was like... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like if you, yeah, if you're spending all that time trying to figure out if they like you, like, do you even like them? Right. Like, if you don't like them, like, get out. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had a conversation one time with my one of my cousins, and we were talking about how a lot of people put this focus on the one, and it's like mm. you're trying to find the one, but really, like in reality, that it's not just one person. There are a lot of different people that you could match really well with. I think it's just timing sometimes it's like well this person's great but maybe they're not the right, right fit for me right now like if there was just one person out there for you and then you spend that whole time of your life just trying to find that one person you're going to go through a lot of heartbreak potentially mm -hmm. right. i don't know i'm just trying to obtain one human <laughs> just one is good just one's fine and yeah. like i feel like this is such a strong thing that i've spent so long trying to figure out how to avoid heartbreak mm. and how to avoid pain from heartbreak. Mm. But I've never actually experienced it because I'm too afraid to. And mm. I think the, the pain of not experience of missing out and not mm. experiencing that and not having someone I think is stronger now yeah. than the, than this anticipated pain mm. of heartbreak yeah. and this fear to walk through the world like alone from that. It's super hard. I mean, I think, going back to what like when I was in high school I had I didn't want to be alone and like after I went through my breakup I mean we used to spend like every single night together and so I got to a point afterwards where I didn't even want to go to sleep because I was by myself and it was like I think it's one of those things that just takes a lot of time to get over it um I still sometimes go to bed at night now being like god I really wish I wasn't like alone right now <laughs> like I really yeah. wish I had someone next to me um, but we power through. <laughs> we truck through. We make it. But that's like, but heartbreak is so, it's so difficult, but it's like, mm. I have no idea what that's like because I haven't been able to give that to another person. Right. I'm able to let myself have that because I, if I mm. see that something's going to go south, I run. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm. I don't have time. But then it's like, yeah. but you should at least try like mm. so you know what it's like so you can yeah. build, so you can be a stronger person and build yourself up and i right. get all of that logically yeah but well, then it's, like it's hard if you haven't experienced it yet yeah um, i feel like i'm not a real adult i mean i'm definitely not a real adult anyway but like i <laughs> don't millennials yeah i definitely don't feel like one i think also not married no kids at 30 yeah. right like you know that definitely wasn't what you thought was going to happen when you were younger totally like and your parent like my parents are old but like <laughs> you know they were they didn't have me till their 30s but yeah. most parents i feel like of kids our age they were in their 20s mm -hmm. and having kids and totally. like married that you know in their young 20s or mid 20s whatever was there a vision that you had to the like you're going to have X kids and mm. white picket fence. It, was it that stereotypical? Or I don't, I don't know how many kids I want. I don't, I haven't thought about that in a while, but like I have always felt like I've spent a lot of time in my life thinking about like, well, what, what, what's my purpose? And 
you know, I'm like trying to figure out, you know, do I get a different job? And is there a job out there that's like really gonna, I'm gonna feel like this is why I'm here. Um, but I know like in my heart that I wanna be a dad. I, f I do, f you know, still want those things and being single for so long, like I start to get in that mindset of like, when is this gonna happen? Yeah, that impatience. Yeah. Um, and everyone always uses the line, like, it'll happen when it happens. And just let it happen. You're like, ugh, <laughs> but when? Yeah. God. <laughs> I see all these other people getting married. Has it been different in terms of dating now with guys or girls and, mm -hmm. and sort of you sort of coming out later on yeah. in life and not everybody being like, I knew it from birth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was something that you kind of, it was, a, it was definitely a, a journey and a, and a struggle and all of that. Yeah. What's crazy is that I, when I initially came out, um, the first person that came out to was my girlfriend at the time, which mm. was not an easy conversation to have. No. Um, and certainly took her by surprise because we've been together for a couple years at that point. But I think I was still very nervous about, um, really putting myself out there, especially to my family. Um, who is, you know, a little bit more on the traditional side. And I, I told my sisters pretty early on because I knew that, like, they'd be totally cool with it. And um, the hardest part was my parents, for sure, uh, which I just... <laughs> Very recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, within the last year, I just finally told them. And it's funny because my mom did use that line of, well, I always knew. She was like, a mother always uh. knows. <laughs> and I, I, like, I really? cop that. I totally have done that to everyone that's come out to me. And I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> and that's the worst thing to say to another human being. And I'm pretty sure I said that to you. <laughs> yes. It's horrendous. I still remember where we were when I told you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thanks for being such a supportive friend. Uh, that's why I do this. So people can compliment me. Yeah. Well, you are the best. <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> I can't. No. Um, cause I know that there was a time where, and fairly recently mm. of sort of trying to grasp, uh, gender norms and gender roles, the whole notion of like, you know, somebody being the guy and somebody being the girl in a relationship right. and in a same sex relationship. That's like, mm. that's, and that there doesn't have to be roles and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so can you kind of explain what you were, where that anxiety for that was and, and what you expected and what you sort of understand yeah. now or if that's changed? See, I feel like this is another one of those scenarios where I fantasize about certain things in my head and I like make up these scenarios and expectations. And um, I went on six dates with this one guy um, after I like officially came out. And that was like a whole new experience for me. And I really had to like let myself sort of go a little bit and just be open to like oh my gosh like I'm kissing this guy in his car like in public I never thought that I would ever be in that situation and so that was like very uncomfortable at first but then I was like and I think because I honestly before I came out to my parents I, I kept it very secret like I would still go on dates with guys but I think my parents not knowing was holding me back a lot and there were probably guys that I went out with that it could have worked out really well, but I was just like too scared um, to really like let myself enjoy it and, and be like, yeah, this is good. Um, and so like the first time I kissed that guy that I was going out with, I was like, it was almost like a confirmation. 
I was like, I like this. Like, I actually <laughs> do like this. Like, this feels good. Not to say that it definitely, it definitely still feels good with women too. <laughs> I will say that. I was like, I'll put that on the table. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there was like sort of a, a wall up a lot like before I officially came out, and now it's a little bit easier for me to just be like out in public. Like we went to see a movie and we were cuddling in the movie theater and there were people looking at us and I was that was the first time I experienced that too I was like there's actually people like kind of staring at us a little bit which was uncomfortable but at the same time I was like oh, we're just here enjoying a movie together like it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah and are you like on the apps now on the 86 that we're all on are <laughs> are you looking for both actively are you still sort of steering towards ladies um, I mean, I know that you and I have talked about, like, I, my preference has always been women. Um, but I'm way more open now to like, w- you know, wanting to experience having a relationship with a guy cause that's never happened. What are your thoughts on like when you see somebody else that's by on the app? Do have you see, have you run into that? Cause I know there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know how I feel about that. And there's yeah. like that anxiety there. So that is a big like source of anxiety for me because I do feel like sometimes it turns people away. Um, and for a while I was like, I wonder if that's, you know, should I not put them on by so they don't know right away? Um, I've gone out with people recently that I haven't told them. Like, it's not something that I necessarily bring up first and foremost, because I think it's like, yeah, eventually you're, you're going to find out that like, I'm not going to not tell you if we, but like the anxiety of when to give right. that answer, yeah. give that question up. Yeah, and sometimes it's been very well received, and other times it's been like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that, you know? And it's like, and, and I get it. It's In some ways, it's fair. Like, some people want to be with someone who's straight, and that's fine. Um, so that wouldn't work in the long run. Um, and I feel like I haven't experienced meeting other people who are by that much I had one date so far and I and I always feel like maybe that's like really good because it's something we have in common and like we understand each other um at the same time bisexual is like a very large umbrella right and there's a lot of different definitions like underneath it there's a spectrum and all that yeah totally um so like it could be something we have in common or we could have completely different <laughs> perspectives. Yeah. Now. Everybody can be at their spot and it's not the same as yours. And yep. all of that. And it's tough to, it took me a long time to really come to terms with myself about it and be like, no, like this is actually who I am. And I'm not gonna, I finally got to a point where I was like, I'm not going to deny this anymore. Um, and which felt really good. Um, but I definitely think that there's also a fear if you're dating someone who's by that, what's going to stop them from seeing someone same sex while you're together that they're going to suddenly be like, well, I kind of want to experience that. And I think that's when I told my parents, that was one of their biggest concerns was like, well, are you ever going to find like that one person or will you like constantly see people that you're going back and forth in your head? Like that was my thing with my parents too. They were like, when I was, they wanted to know what that, what bisexuality meant. Mm. And I was just like, well, you can like men and women, you know? And they're like, both at the same time? <laughs> like, can you just, do you just date both at once? I'm like, no, that's called cheating. 
of like, is someone going to get mad? Or it's polyamory. <laughs> this is again before I learned what polyamory was, but like, <laughs> you know, like they assume that if you're you're going to be with one gender, that immediately you're going to cheat on them. If they're going to be mm. a cheater, they're going to be a cheater. Correct. Regardless of what sexuality it is. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you feel this way too, but I feel like in a lot of ways, online dating has allowed for a lot more of that. I think it makes it easier in a way because it's just on your phone. You can take your phone into the other room and start talking to someone else. I Talking to multiple people at once and then going on a date with someone, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going with this guy. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. Um, I remember like when I, a few years into doing online dating, I started to get really frustrated because I wouldn't get second dates or I would get like a second date but not a third date and they would just kind of tell me well you know it's just not going to work I don't you know and then there's like no reason given yeah um and one of my friends said well the reality is they're probably seeing like two or three other people at the same time and they connected with one of those people more than they connected with you um, which is a really hard perspective to have because it's like, no, like I'm the same way as you are. Like I'm like a one person guy. What do you, um, what do you want people to take away from your interview with me? <laughs> um, I think I want them to take away that. This is going to sound so cheesy, but like, just keep, just keep going. You know, I guess it's like the, the, the best advice I think I can give at this point is because, I mean, I haven't, you know, like, <laughs> I haven't necessarily had the most success. Um, like I said, I, I did recently finally meet someone that, like, I had a good conversation with, and unfortunately it took six years, but, <laughs> and that's not to discourage people. Um, Patience. I think, too, like, just, I don't know, I, I think you really have to like yourself, you know? Like, you have to get to a point where you're realizing like I like who I am I know who I am take that time to like be with yourself a little bit and you know sit on your front porch like I do and read a book and have a coffee and just be okay with like that time and figure out those things that because when you get to this point in your life I feel like you know in high school and in college everything is so structured and it's like very easy like opportunities are presented to you like we were in various clubs and we you know got to study something that we really liked and we met people that way and it's very easy to do that but once you get out like in the world those structural like opportunities are not necessarily presented to you and so I feel like you do have to kind of take the time to be like to find things that you're interested in and find other people that are interested in those things and then once you get to a point where you are confident in like who you are then I feel like that's when you're able to really like open yourself up to someone else damn so keep going <laughs> <laughs> one foot in front of the other that's all guys just just stand upright and you'll be fine yeah uh, I'm not saying it's easy no <laughs> no uh but yeah, thank you for being so open. Yeah, of course. And for agreeing to put headphones on and put a microphone <laughs> in front of your face. And actually turn my microphone on. And turn it on. <laughs> and I'm hoping that people that listen can relate 
And also hit him up for his number. Yeah. (laughs) I am still single at the moment. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for Um, having me, Sarah. Do you want to promote anything? Do you want people to get your social media? Just asking (laughs) in case. Um, No, I think think one thing I, I do want there to be a little bit more awareness of of people who are bi and who identify as bi, um, especially like here in Boston. I I haven't found a lot of like support groups or things like that specifically for people who are bi. And, I, and I'm not trying to like, s- like section us off from the rest of the LGBTQ community. Like, um, but it's not, it's not it. It's like, it's, it's for more visibility and yeah. more support. It's not cutting somebody off. Yeah. Um, like everyone deserves that same level of support, um, regardless of how they identify. I think if anyone listening in the Boston area, <laughs> if you want to get together and, and we can talk about our experiences, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, if you guys have, you know, of any support groups mm. or, um, yeah can supply us with any resources um send me an email uh the email for the show is anxiousafshow at gmail.com so if you guys have any resources or you can find us on social media so uh anxiousafshow across the board uh so you guys can send us resources and say hi um send us future you know if you Mm. want chris back on the podcast um well i mean you know, that's duh. obvious. Duh. He's doing all the episodes. He's on every single one. It's now Chris's show. Um, but yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Sarah. This was amazing.